We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, I know Sean. We we were talking about uh, a little bit about Chris Tyree and his transition. Yeah, let's get to it, man. Let's talk season. about that transition. Like, look, he has been that guy. Similar, they've been trying to get him in space. Last year they had Logan Diggs. Logan Diggs transfers to LSU. Oh, estimate. Like, oh man, we have to get the ball in his hands ten to twelve times a game. They just felt like they had to try. And now he moves to the slot position. And from what I saw in spring, he is going to be or can be a difficult matchup for linebackers or safeties, especially on crossing routes, you know, quick squirrel routes, a la what Julian Edelman, that type of stuff. And he could become a guy for Sam Hartman early on because teams haven't seen Notre Dame with a player like that since – well, I'll take that back. That's actually what um, I was about to say, Amir, not Amir. Who who got injured? Messed up that Avery Davis. Oh, Avery, like, yeah. Last spring, he was supposed to be that guy. Avery was supposed to be that guy. He gets injured like two weeks before Ohio State. And it just messes up the entire passing flow for the offense, in my opinion, because I felt like that was one of Tyler's go-to guys that he was yeah. going to have going into that game and going into that season. And how difficult? Because he's going to he, – you went from slot to running back, which seemed to be more natural for you. What is it going to be like for Chris Tyree going from running back for three years, four years, and now going to the slot? Oh, he's going to love it. <laughs> he is going to absolutely love it. Listen, when I say, like – you know, playing that game, for one, you know, they're going to have to just get them in open space for us. First, you know, give them jet sweeps, start them off, get them, you know, quick outside zones. Same thing, get them run the ball, get them quick little screens yeah. just so he can get used to, you know, being getting the ball and just getting it, getting back open field. And then once he gets that confidence up, you start throwing the ball on crossers, so he's going to start catching it in stride, and he'll be catching it running through defenders because he's just so used to running through line, linemen all the time. So, like yeah. – by he, he he can hit by safeties. He can like all oh, these easy hits now. So man, he gonna love it being being in the open space. Like I wish I I stayed a receiver honestly. Um, 
because I, mean, I, I mean, I loved, I love playing receiver, um, running back. You know, that running back life is tough between them tackles. Uh, it's real. It's, it's real between them tackles. <laughs> it's real between them tackles. Oh, Isn't that the journey of a of a a young NFL guy? The the, the versatility of being yeah. being the backfield, being in the slot. Yeah, How tough is it at a professional level as opposed to you know you made the transition to college where. They kind of guided you through it. You went from safety, then you went to slot, and you went to running back. Yeah, I mean, professional level, you know, obviously it's going to be, if they, 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 you know, that that transition is, you know, they give you the playbook and you learn it. You know, it ain't, <laughs> it, ain't it ain't much like, you know, I mean, obviously you're gonna have somebody, you know, people helping you, and and it's, it's always as much as the organization wants to help you and get you into that position to be, you know, yeah, into that position to help you and get you playing and stuff. But uh, as far as yourself, like they gonna they gonna give the playbook, hey. This is what you gotta know. This is this what you gonna learn. This is what you gotta basically gotta YouTube just gotta do. So that's that's how it goes. If you don't do it, smile's gonna do it. And that's and that's what's crazy too, because I mean you think about being versatile like that, you have to know pretty much everything as a quarterback. Yeah. You gotta know slot and then if they throw you on the running back and then they throw you at the outside position, I think that makes it more encompassing of uh having to take the pride of learning it, but it's definitely got to add to you staying in the league. Absolutely not. I mean, that's that's what you want, sure. man. I mean, you just want a, a knowledge of football. You want the, you know, the, as much knowledge of football as you can get because from team to team, you know, you go from team to team and all every team basically do the same thing. It's just different terminology. So if you can – you go to – you know, I, I went from, BF, you know, Houston to Tampa in the same season, and they were doing – they basically played the same type of offense, but – they just had different terminology, so I just had to pick up different just, things. In the middle of the season, a whole new team. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, you know, and you it's just, just like gotta know it. They be like, all right, you got right off rip. I mean, they like, you know, you get there, they give you the playbook, and the next day they're like, all right, you got. They basically expect you to know it. Yeah. Did you even move? I I was just in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, in a hotel. Playing in the game. Yeah. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, 
we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So, Cam, for you, how do you see the move for Chris Tyree? Do you think that's one of the most exciting things to watch in fall camp and to see how it evolves going into the season? Yeah, I feel like when I watch Chris as a runner, um, like, he's one of those guys that has elite speed and elite change of direction. Um, He looks, like, really pretty when he runs, you know, like, when he gets upright and he, like, you get, he gets an open, open space, like, that guy's gone for the most part. Uh, and I just, I, I think I'm excited to see him like run a 10 yard out and like really like see what that looks like yeah. and how he's able to like, uh, I'm a, I'm really interested to see him, you know, run a crossing route like CJ was talking about and catch that ball in stride. Um, and I think one of the other cool things about, like we talk about, we were talking a little bit about guys that have been able to be like more of those versatile players at like Notre Dame. I think, um, I think Kai Williams was one of those guys. Like he mm-hmm. was, dude, he, he was exceptional at like being able to run the ball and being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think CJ is, you know, one of the, one of the guys that we've had more recently that demonstrated that sort of versatility as a running back and somebody that could, that we could line up in the slot and make plays. Um, like, I I can't remember a time, like, in the last, like, decade or so, like, really, where we've had, um, where we've had a running back, like, transition to that, like, full-time, like, slot position to just, like, kill it. Like, I think we could. Like, um, I think that's such a natural transition for a running back that's used to, um, that's used to, like, we run lots of routes as a running back, especially in practice. Like, uh, there's only, like, so much time that you get to, like, really dedicate to the running game. And so while we're not doing that, like, we're either, like, doing pass pro stuff or we're in there with the receivers. And so we're getting a lot of, like, reps and opportunities with this stuff. And um, often guys have, you know, caught the ball out of the backfield in high school or been in the slot position in high school. And so really it's just – getting back into that flow, getting back into that rhythm. I would say the biggest like difference that I remember, cause I, I was making that transition in the CFL a little bit um, was really those balls like over the middle or those crossing routes over the middle. And just the anticipation of like being in the middle of something, like trying to catch 
like catch something when you're like running back you're neurologically stimulated to avoid contact at all times and as a receiver you can't be thinking you got to turn that filter off and that's i would that's what i say is like one of the biggest challenges that i've seen from running backs that are trying to make that transition but um i think that with the right sort of work um even on the mental side of things uh you're able to really transition past that and get to a place where you know you feel comfortable and you know like man this is giving me the opportunity to get the ball in space which is the most exciting thing for a guy like that a versatile athlete that knows that man if you just get me the ball in space like as a returner as a running back that's been able to show you like how i can make big plays give me the ability to be out there with one defender and make him miss and then you know and and get that yak i think that would be amazing to have a guy like that in the slot especially for sam hartman in this transition having a strong running game and then having a key slot guy that can make big plays like that i mean you look at the patriots offense for the you know while tom brady was there they made a living off of that man they made a living Mm -hmm. off of like versatile running backs and slot guys that could make big plays and then opens up the perimeter for stuff that like you know that ultimately is is uh is what everybody wants to see but this is where you know you 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 develop that consistency i think where you can get you know um yeah you can get a, a lot of productivity and consistency out of an offense that doesn't get you stuck in being like the deep ball type team um but really makes you a nice versatile intermediate threat it's interesting because the more i listen to both you guys talk about how effective he can be I start to see what he can open up for the tight ends. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the same, across the middle of the field, combination routes with both of them. You know, one going to the outside, tight end clearing the scene. You can bring Chris Tyree on the swirl route back to the outside. All those types of things that they can do that's similar to what New England did with Edelman and Gronkowski in that type of situation. Yeah, Notre Dame fans should be very excited about the possibilities that awaits Jared Parker as an OC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I really just, I really hope we just use his speed for everything he like uses speed for everything he has because he's a four three guy. We need to make him a four three guy on jet sweeps. Everything he needs to be fast as 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 much as possible. You know, look, at least they have someone now that can properly run a quick screen. Right. Like they've been throwing to big body receivers trying to get outside quick screens. It's like, no, you don't have the guy. Yeah. Now they have a guy and they have an incoming freshman that's the same type of receiver, Caleb Smith, who hopefully can kind of get in and be that type of guy for the offense as well. Have you for just a little bit longer, Cam. So we want to transition to Jadarian Price. Yeah. Who is coming off of the Achilles is a tough injury, man. Yeah. That's a tough injury. We're talking about a young man that was going to be the way things were going, heading into fall camp. He was going to be the starting running back last year. And that's with Logan Diggs and Audrey Estimate. And now you do. If you look at him, he's definitely been in the weight room. There's no doubt he's put in the physical work. Because he's cut up, looks the part, ready to go, full go when they start practice fall camp next week. But I was telling you, Cam, 
I just happened to watch uh, a Boogie Cousins documentary last week. I was sitting at home flipping through, and I'm like, man, let me watch this. And it was about his comeback from his torn Achilles. And he talked about how grueling everything was physically, but he was like, once I got into a groove, man, I'm physically back. I feel good. He said, but the toughest thing is trying to find that place that I had that I knew I can go out there and do whatever I wanted to do on the court against anybody at any time. And he said, I was trying to get that back mentally. And that was the biggest struggle. So you can talk about this from both sides of it, but what should Notre Dame's Notre Dame fans expectations be for this young man returning from this injury? And both of you, like you're in Prosper, Texas, and you work with athletes and you train them. You know, what, what is really facing this young man in this return? Because Notre Dame fans have high expectations, but should they be tempering that and allowing him to really work himself back into what he can become? Yeah, man. I uh, I I was able to go back and watch some of Jadarian's uh, high school highlights, which shout out to Dennis, Dennis in Texas. Uh, haven't been there in a minute, probably since middle school, um, but was loving watching him out there on that field tear up. Uh, tear up the turf dude is uh um a heck of a player and um was able to watch obviously like in the spring game we saw him get loose on that screen pass uh and you know was able to see him turn on the jets again so like that always feels i would say just like even moments like that as an athlete coming back from an injury are so key just to gain your confidence back because you're showing your body like hey like like we got this, like can do this again. And that's the biggest thing I would say, like, you know, when you, when you, when you suffer a major injury, uh, a traumatic injury, especially like an Achilles, which is such a key component to the whole, like, uh, muscular skeletal, like chain and how to absorb the force of gravity. It's, it's really the first like key ligament that's taking on the force of gravity as your foot hits the ground. Um, and if that's not like working properly, then you can't modulate the force that is going up your leg and, and it just feels awkward. It doesn't feel good. You feel out of step. Um, and I didn't see any of that from him uh, in the spring game when uh, he was making some of the plays that he was making. And uh, that to me is really exciting because his body is really what's going to like teach him how to go back out if you're in your head uh, um like and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about oh my god like how can i not get past this why am i stuck here like all of those things will keep you perpetually stuck in that cycle um you got to get out there and you got to feel it again you got to feel in your body not be thinking we call this the flow state like you've got to be out there in the flow state feeling like you were doing the damage that you were doing before that injury. And once you, once that clicks in, um, you know, I would say that confidence, confidence comes pretty easily after that because you got as, as long as you're not like, you know, dealing with nagging stuff there and you feel like confident in that tissue and how it's going to hold up and everything. Um, but when you're thinking about all of those things, it takes away from your ability to be creative in the moment. It, it takes away from your ability to be present in the moment 
because your your mind is elsewhere. It's thinking about, is this going to hold up? Am I going to be okay? Um, am I the same player that I used to be because of this? All like very relevant questions that athletes think when they're going through that injury phase. Um, but but yeah, I I feel pretty um, confident based off of what I've seen that uh, it doesn't look like Jadarian's really dealing with with that sort of stuff based off of what I saw in the spring game. And so I think that guys can expect to see some really, um, some really cool stuff from him this year. Uh, and, and we were talking about guys that are versatile out of the backfield, go, go and throw on Jadarian's highlight tape from high school and go see like what that guy was able to do, like with a screen pass and what that guy was able to do with um, like a wheel route. I mean, like this dude is elite. Like he is a, he is a full package running back, like, uh, and he's got elite speed. Um, I am, like, I'm very high on a guy like this. Uh, if he can come in and get his swagger, I think the biggest, the biggest challenge for a running back room, like, and and just the running backs in general at this point is like when you have so much talent like being able to spread it around in a way that keeps everyone happy. Exactly. Um, that's just tough, man. Like I know me and CJ could probably both speak to this, but like, you know, like it's just salty when like, you're the guy that like goes out there and tears it up and you come back into the locker room and you can kind of like, you know, just feel that the guys that were, you know, in there with you that are going to work with you every day and stuff like that, if they didn't get as much of a, you know, a time to shine like that game, like you can feel that. Um, yeah. I remember, you know, being the guy that wasn't getting, you know, my time to sh to shine and like having to like fight, you know, bringing that negative energy back into the locker room and stuff. And so um, you got a guy like Audric estimate that is an absolute hoss. Like the dude is like, he's gotta be the starter coming back. Gotta be the guy that like is, um, like he showed us everything that he needed to show us last year. That Absolutely. guy's got, that guy's got the heart. That guy's got the passion. That guy like will break. I mean, he just breaks tackle after tackle. Um, he's got a very Marshawn Lynch type vibe to me. Mm -hmm. And um, dude, you can't not hand the ball off to that guy. So while, you know, we've got that going on, I think there does have to be an element of patience for some of these other guys. Um, and really just like, they, like even for them and themselves, like that's more important than like the fans being patient. It's actually like these guys, uh, you know, realizing like, Hey, there are moments in this game. Like there just are. And sometimes it's not your moment. And if you can be humble enough to like, see that and know that, uh, your moment will come like, and you know who would be an awesome person to talk to about this at some point would be Joe Schmidt and like how he had his moment. Mm -hmm. um, because like a guy that maybe never even expected to like get on the field at Notre Dame ends up having his moment and he was ready. And now he like, he's made history there. Um, I think that's all you can really do as a player at that level at Notre Dame, knowing that like, obviously a guy like Jadarian is going to have huge expectations and huge goals and like want to achieve like big things there. Um, but 
I do think that it will be like a matter of patience and their ability to distribute the ball in a way that, um, you know, creates a good flow for that running back room. And it can be done. Like we've seen it done. We've seen people been able to share the rock, like in ways to where running backs all are eaten and they're, they're like feeling good about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a delicate balance. And, um, that's actually, I think more than all the mental stuff around his injury, I think all that's good based off of what I can see. Um, I would say that's going to be the thing that, you know, is, is the biggest like uh, pitfall for the running back room will be you've got so much talent that are you going to be able to get over the egos in the room when it's only, you know, one guy's time to shine in a game? Because sometimes it has to be one guy. It has to be. Yeah. And right before, because I want to get this in here for both of you guys before you have to scoot out, Cam. I remember the first time I talked to Thielen McCullough when he got the job. And he's standing there, and I'm like, yo, what do you want your running back room to look like? He said, I don't want the same running back. He said, I want four to five different type of guys. Yeah, yeah. He said, that's what I envision. And if you look at this running back room now, Audrey Estime and Logan Diggs, were very similar yeah. and what they could do yeah. with what they could run. Like teams, yeah. if one came in, a defense to do, okay, this is what we can look for. I watched it. Jabron Payne is your typical, I hope your linebackers overrun this because I'm cutting all the way back. Mm-hmm. His vision is, his vision and feet are bananas. You know what I'm saying? He could take it a distance. He might not have that elite 4-3. But if you let him get to that second level, yeah, yeah. he can hurt you. Yeah, He's totally different than Aldrick Estimate. Then you bring in Jadarian Price, the explosiveness. If he can be in that package, the screen passes, just being involved in the passing game. Then you bring in Jeremiah Love. If you haven't watched his film from last year in St. Louis, this dude was doing everything. This dude was catching swing passes, laughing at DBs, like going to the end zone. That's just how explosive he is. Yeah. He has a different – now when guys check in, especially these young guys, you don't have tape on them yet. So now defenses are like, yo, what – I'm expecting them to come with duo or power or inside. But a guy like Jadarian Price, they could effectively let him really run off tackle the majority of the time to get him acclimated and say, no, we're not going to run you inside quite yet. We're going to screen pass you, do this and do that, and really give a lot of different looks to defenses. So just talk about that and having – waiting for your time to shine. Which freshman running backs at Notre Dame have gotten those times and been ready? And then when you get the time to shine, having something tailored to you for you to be successful. Yeah. No, I would say, like, you know, especially for the coaching staff, I would just say keep it simple. You know, give the guys the exact same plays they scored on in high school. Give them those exact type plays. If they're scoring on screens, they're scoring on, you know, swing passes, give them those plays when they get in there for those freshman year. Like, who cares if the defense knows? Because if they're they, they, they good enough, they're going to get around them. They're explosive enough, they're going to get around them anyway. 
Like we got hell of hell of a good players. So, you know, I'm I'm always with the point. You know, even if the defense knows we're doing, who cares? Make them stop it. You know, like we better than them, and that we 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 see ourselves better than them. So let's be better than them. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm always at the point. Hey, give the guys something that they didn't they, that they didn't that they know. You know, give guys outside zone. If, you know, give estimate power. You know, let them let the guys know exactly what they're gonna do, and let them we'll go run it and make the defense stop it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, I would say I really resonate with what you were sharing with uh, Dylan McCullough and just like the whole, like, <laughs> the whole concept of, um, like, we really do have a lot of different backs. Um, we've got a lot of talent. I totally forgot about Jeremiah Love there for a second, uh, and like it, it really is kind of crazy. I, 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 I would say like this year, like I kind of like see, I see Estime as like the dude that sets the tone as like, like a real power back that has the ability to make explosive plays still, which is really unique from that power back type of dynamic. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's my guy that like right now, as far as energetics go and like how the team was able to like respond to that dude he just creates such force and momentum that you can't not like yeah, keep giving, you got to keep giving that guy the ball. Like yeah. we're excited about all this other stuff around him, but like that's the dude. And then change up the pace with guys like uh -huh. Jadarian give, you know, guys like Jeremiah love a chance. Um, like get some of those guys in there that can make like the sick cutbacks and, exactly. yeah. um, and give them the opportunity to like, you know, to make some plays, uh, I think I totally resonate with what CJ is saying too. Like, you know, even if a defense like knows, like they know what's coming, um, they don't ever know like what's coming. Like they right. don't ever fully know. There's always a little bit of that doubt in here. Like, Hey, they're showing me something. I think I know what it is, but like, they could be fooling me. And you got to always just play off of that and run with the confidence of we're going to run this. And you may know very well that we're running this at you right now, or you may think that you know that, but like we're gonna run it and we're gonna run it and we're gonna run it as long as it's continuing to work. And then like when you think you know that we're coming at it again, that's where you know we're gonna switch it up on you. We're gonna yeah. spin it different. Right. So hey. yo, you guys have to, if you have not both of you check out the Derrick Curry interview. He tells a story about his senior year facing freshman Reggie Bush. And he said, Man, in football, sometimes you can scout, scheme, know. And the dude is just better. Yeah. He's just flat out better. And he said, man, we knew the play. Reggie comes out, and I'm like, wheel route. And he's like, I started getting my depth before the snap. The ball was snapped. Ball was thrown. And he said, the ball was there. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. And he said, all of a sudden, Reggie Bush just flies by me, dude. And catches the ball in the end zone. And he's like, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, I got my depth. The dude is just better. Mm -hmm. And Cam, that's what it is. When, when you have the athletes in the backfield, you're right. We're just better, man. We're better. It doesn't matter what you see, what you think is coming. We're going to run it again, and we're going to kick your butt. We're going to kick your butt. And this, yeah. I said this, and fans got upset. Cam, you will be there in person. I said, I'm going to be rather upset. And left, left is back. I said, look, and remember left, fans got mad at us. They started giving us excuses about the change and how the clock is going to be running and how 
Navy limits possessions. I said, man, Drew Pine was up on this team 35 to nothing at halftime. I don't hear nothing about Navy. Man, you're 10 times better than Navy from a talent standpoint. Yeah. You go to Ireland, man, you better blow these dudes off that field. Yeah. Period. Absolutely. I don't, I don't hear – you got Sam Hartman now? Man, you better put up 40-plus. Yeah, this is big. Man. This is a showcase. This is a showcase. This ain't, this, ain't a, this ain't a competition. I don't need no I But estimate needs to estimate needs to touch the rock about five times that first drive. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's cool. Then they can go from there. They can go from there. Uh, they got he got to touch that rock first, though. He need to be the first yeah. one touching that rock. Man, <laughs> every, great. man, yeah, defensive players, point. defensive players need to be scoring touchdowns. Special teams needs to be scoring touchdowns. Yeah, just, man, it needs to be everybody goes crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's all out that's assault. Uh, I don't want to hear about Navy up nothing. Yeah, that's it's, it's Navy. Navy. It's expedition. You know how the NBA teams go to China and play the little Chinese teams, and then you know they do all the theatrics and they ooh and on. This is us playing the Washington Generals. This trip is about expanding the brand to Ireland. This has nothing to do with the game. The game is just for people to be like, okay, I got something to do on, on that Saturday because this is not no. Come on, we should be signing a half. Left. The real leprechauns out, you know, a little halftime show. With, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Notre Dame has Nick Saban stepping to the podium line. Talking about, I went through the Ferrari rap, uh, factory and people were talking about road time. Stop. Stop. Alabama is not an international European football brand. Nobody in Italy it's screaming about road, road time. Just stop playing. You know Notre Dame is sold out. Rocking it over there in the soccer stadium. Now you're trying to counter with, yeah, I'm sure everybody in Ferrari knew Nick Saban's in the building. Make sure you say roll time. Yeah. But don't try to act like, come on, man. No, the brand ain't Notre Dame. No, they, they, walk Ferrari. they got a they got a green and gold car already sitting there with <laughs> the Indy on the hood, you know. So, you know that was that the cover. They're gonna be like, look, take this selection of Pimped out Notre Dame colored vehicles, you know that, that whole thing. Man, but look, Cam, we thank you for giving us some time today, man. We know you got to yeah, go. We're going to continue the conversation with CJ and Week before we get out of here. But we appreciate you, brother. We look forward to having you back on camp. Start. What's the one? Give me the one biggest thing that you feel like has to happen in this fall camp for Notre Dame, because for the first time, we don't have a quarterback battle. Going into fall camp, that that for me is huge. Yeah, I would say the biggest the biggest thing that any team needs to focus on going into um, camp is is really syncing up. Like it's all about syncing up as a team unit. Like at the end of the like, I like this is what I do for a living now with you know coaching like players and teams, but especially when I'm working with teams is you got to create team flow. You, you have to generate a collective consciousness, like with your team that becomes automatic. Um, and elite teams have a, uh, like have connections within their, within their offense, within their defense that are just unique. People are synced up and that's what makes like football so special from all these other sports and why I love it so much as a team sport is that it requires such synchronization and such awareness of 
not only yourself and you doing your job. Uh, I think we, we beat, we beat that dead horse with the, do your job, the do your job stuff. Um, it really now is about like be the expression of you that like you need to be out there and feel the freedom that like you've got your guys and they got your back. And if you believe that in your heart and you know that like based off of your experience in camp, based off of being in the dorms together, based off of like, you know, playing games, uh, just in between, you know, in between periods at practice, like whatever you're doing, like all of it, all of it matters to sync up and to gain trust with your teammates. Um, and like one of the, like, one of like the, I think the best practices of how to do this, and I don't see a lot of teams do this anymore, um, but it's actually, <laughs> no, it's actually like being able to hear kids' stories, you know, like, oh, yeah. like put kids up in front of the team, like every day in camp and give them the opportunity to share their story for three to five minutes and just hear like their background and where they came from and like all that stuff. Like I'm, like I go back and look at my career at Notre Dame and I'm catching up with guys that I played with for four years. And like, I didn't know parts about like their background and how they grew up and where they grew up and just all of that. And, and, and it just makes such a difference. I know it like sounds tedious or sounds like something that's not like maybe as important, but dude, like I can't, I can't, I can't stress how important that actually is. Like I watched a team, you know, here in Dallas that we installed some of these principles with and like their first year, they go to the semifinals at state and then they win the state championship four years in a row after that. Like being synced up in consciousness is, is a huge part of this game. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can do in camp. That's huge. Especially I think, you know, prime example, me, CJ and, uh, and Breezy and Shoemate, we would just sit in CJ room and watch <laughs> paper on Austin highlight. You know, in the, on a what, Friday night, we just in there just We're watching the highlight, play. playing FIFA, and it, and you know, going through that summer camp that next year, I felt like we were just in sync. Me and CJ was in sync since our first spring game where I threw my touchdown to him, and I, every time after that, I was like, "Yo, anytime we got in, I said, just me and you, bro." Just <laughs> every time, bro, it was always, it was always, and it grew like that with him and Amir yeah. and CJ and Will, and then by the time we came out, it was like, "Oh, we're winning." We just I felt like I knew everything CJ was really good at, everything Breezy was really good at. And yeah. after that camp, I'm like, there's no way we're losing. It was so I don't easy. Know how it was yeah. easy. Like, I mean, that like we, we I mean, we talked about the Texas game so much because it was just like easy. Like it, it wasn't was, nobody even had to try. Like we were just like everybody just, just do your job and you were good. Like I mean it didn't matter what it, the defense was doing. No, nothing. Left, middle, throw it, run it. Play. It was, it was, it that just shows. I mean, we didn't even play the third, fourth quarter. The exactly, start of the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. That's what an instinct team looks like where you're so good. They was like, look, y'all chill, but I gotta put y'all on ice because y'all going too crazy. See, Malik, did, did you tell CJ that you publicly apologized to Notre Dame fans on the show? Yeah. Did CJ, did you catch it? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Malik publicly, because you know, on the play, he got hurt. He wasn't supposed to do what he was supposed to do. That was just Malik being Malik. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And he publicly said, look, I should have stayed with the play. Yeah. And I probably would have been healthy. We would have run the table. We would have yeah. faced Alabama. 
would have beat Clemson. Would have beat Bama. Yeah, yeah, that would have been us versus Bama in that championship for sure. And the crazy thing is, we wouldn't be on this thirty-five year hiatus without a championship. <laughs> yeah, I give a lot of credit. It took a lot. It took a lot for Malik to say, "You know what?" When I went to the sideline and Coach Kelly told me, "Why don't you change the play?" He was he was right. And I'm sorry, Notre Dame fans. That was big of you, love. But I figured since CJ was right here, that's CJ. Well, he cost him a championship. The thing is, the thing about that dog scored after that. The reason Malik was our quarterback is that he would change. All right, Cam. I'm gonna get with you, Cam. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around—a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.